Hey everyone, welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by Mark Osterman and a special guest this week, Grant Thomas from Travel with Grant. Joe Chung has the week off. He will be back next week plugging his 15 podcasts, we promise. This week on the show, we talked about all kinds of amazing things with Grant. We talked about our history, how we got to know each other, boarding area, some trips he's taken, miles, points, community, networking, And we even dived into how we're going to organize all of the various credits that we're saving money with from all the credit cards this year. So much really good, interesting information, and you're going to love it. First, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go to find all the links to subscribe. Any podcast app, we are there. And if you like the show, it really means a lot if you leave us a great review. A five-star review helps us reach more people. We enjoy the feedback. Thanks so much for doing that for us. And if you want to take Miles and Points to the next level, consider our Patreon Diamond community. MilesToMemories.com forward slash diamond is where you can go to get a list of all the benefits, everything you'll get, and Patreon.com forward slash Miles to Memories to sign up. Thank you so much. Let's hit it. So, hey, uh, Grant and Mark, how uh, how have your weeks been? Exciting to uh, have you on the show, Grant. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. It's great to be with you guys. I'm excited. Not much has happened the last six, seven months. I'm up in Northern California in Sonoma County. Uh, we had a couple fires, a lot of smoky days the last couple weeks. So I'm excited to do a little road trip down to Carmel and Monterey in a few weeks. So looking forward to that. So you really haven't traveled much other than that, basically since March? Uh, just road trips. Just uh, My family's down in Orange County. So just road trip down to Southern California a few times to see them for Father's Day weekend and um, 4th of July. And then we went out to Lake Tahoe for a, a week trip. Lots to see in in California, but requires driving. Did you stay at the Hyatt in Lake Tahoe? No, we. I was with uh, Laura's family and they had a, a cabin they rented. So it was really nice. I hear good things about that. I think you've been there, right, John? The Hyatt in Lake Tahoe? No, I haven't. I It's on my list. Nancy was there earlier uh, this year, a friend of mine, Nancy, and she posted all kinds of pictures, made me jealous. Nancy likes to make me jealous and then I have to go to places. So yeah, it's on my list. I'm, I might be up to Reno pretty soon to film some videos so that if I do, I'm going to stay there. It looks really nice. How long is that drive from Vegas to Reno? I think it's about like seven, seven and a half hours, something like that. So it's not terrible, but it's mostly two lane highway, which isn't the greatest, but mm-hmm. got to do what you got to do to film those YouTube videos. Keep that YouTube those views. Thing going. Subscribers. Yeah. So Mark, uh, speaking of road trips, you uh, taking any road trips up to your new cottage or what's the latest with that well let's get back to youtube i don't know if you know this grant but you're with a youtube celebrity right now sean is a youtube celebrity sensation am i (laughs) yeah with my with with my five followers i am (laughs) no it's been doing really well your sixth follower yeah i I ran into a another vegas uh, vlogger today and i i hate the fact that i even just called myself a vegas vlogger because I don't even know how that happened, but yeah, so it was interesting to uh, coming in and I'm talking to him the whole time. And then I keep thinking of him as I'm like, does this guy have a big channel? Is it a small channel? What is it? He was a really nice guy. I'm not going to say whether it was bigger or small, but he, he's a really nice guy. You tell us after you tell us after if he's big or small. He's, he's a decent size, but he was very okay. friendly. And that was good. It was my first time running into another vlogger out in the, in the wild, I guess he was very nice. That's pretty cool. So. Did you talk to him for an hour? Like, like Benji? Would? <laughs> no, I didn't take, I didn't pull a Benji. Uh, it was about 45 seconds, and then I went about my business filming the Bellagio Conservatory, the new fall display. So there will be a video of that coming out. It'll already be out by the time you hear this, if you're listening to the podcast later on. 
So check it out. They, they've got a brand new fall display. Mark says he likes the Hello Kitty display better, the old one, but I like this new one. Yeah, I'll check out the video. From the pick, I, I think I like Hello Kitty better. But yeah, back to the lake house. There has been no drives to the lake house. Still have not closed. Originally, we were supposed to close like September 8th or something like that. And the lender, it's just been so many issues with the lender, like, uh, you know, excuses and reasons, reasons and all that. We have been waiting for the appraisal for like two weeks now, two, three weeks. And it it was supposed to be done like on the 16th. So I, I guess it's been done, but they haven't filled out the paperwork for it yet or something. I don't know. Every day I just get an email from them saying, yeah, I still haven't gotten it. Sorry. And that's about it. So we're kind of left up in the air. We don't know if the... Sellers are going to want to back out at any point because they can at this point or what. We can't even put an extension in place because we don't have a firm date of when we can close. So it's been a hot mess for sure. Yeah, it's always stressful buying something. You always think like, I'm buying this house. This is going to be the one time that it's just going to actually go smooth and everything's going to work out the way it is. Even a refinance, something always goes sideways. and It always ends up being more complicated, but it'll be worth it in the end when you guys when the lake is frozen, you guys finally take possession of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically we're gonna we're gonna take possession of it, and then we're going to um, have to have them come out and blow the lines and winterize it, and then pay for it and not be able to use it for you know like four to five months. So that's gonna be awesome, perfect timing. Yeah, Can't, couldn't have said it better myself. Twenty twenty <laughs> in a nutshell. So let's get into the show. We're here to talk a little bit about Grant and and learn from him and. If you don't know, uh, Grant is the owner of Travel with Grant, and he that, that blog started what back in 2013. That's my guess. You're right. right? Uh, May 2013. Wow. Yes. And then was it in 2014? We both moved to boarding area at the same time. I think it was 2014. I went to prior to boarding in yeah. late 2014, and then in like mid 2015, I got promoted to boarding area. So probably yeah. a few behind you, I think. Yeah, I think we started on prior to boarding at the same time because I think we were both like launch blogs. So boarding area, if you're familiar with that, that's the blog network that both of our sites are a part of. There was a kind of a side launch from that of for smaller kind of newer blogs and it's called prior to boarding. And then if you did well on that, then they would kind of promote you to the main boarding area. That's since been done away with. But Grant and I were both in the, the minor leagues for a while on prior to boarding. And we both successfully managed to get all the way to promoted to boarding area, which was really uh, a lot of fun. And I don't know, where was the, the first place we met, uh, Grant? Was it in Vegas? At Bacon? Yeah, I think it was at the Las Vegas Bacon. So Bacon is boarding area conference. So I was just wearing my Bacon shirt earlier and people always ask me like, oh, cool, Bacon Con, where's that? And I have to kind of like work <laughs> through bubble, be like, it's a blogging conference. It's not really about Bacon, sorry. And they were always disappointed, but that's the truth. But that was an interesting conference because, because, uh, uh, wait, bacon crispy, or do you like it a little bit flimsy? I'm actually not a bacon person. Oh, Grant, we're not friends anymore. I say no bacon or bacon on the side. <laughs> so what about I'm, you? Mark? I'm, a, I'm burnt, burnt crispy all the way. What about I you, Sean? I like it, you know, depending on, I don't know, for breakfast, I like it kind of medium, but then like on burgers, I prevent it, I like it a little bit crispier, but not burnt. So. Not burn, and I'll eat it like you know when you travel in like England and in various different places where they eat it almost raw. I can eat it that way. I've eaten it that way. It doesn't bother me, but Ugh. I definitely prefer mm. it more cooked than that. So Angie I don't know how you guys. Angie in the live chat says crispy is the only answer. Correct. Angie <laughs> wins. 
All right, moving on. Sorry, sidetrack. Joe's gonna be mad. But I was back to back to bacon, the real bacon, the conference bacon. Yeah, I just remember that being really interesting because there was all the established sort of boarding area bloggers, all the kind of big names you know, and then names that you probably don't know, but they had been there a long time. And then there was like I don't know, ten or twelve of us bloggers from prior to boarding who had just sort of been new new to that environment. And yeah, we all will always have that that link. You know, we were kind of came up, came up at the same time. And how have things been with travel with Grant? I know you say you're not as writing as much anymore, but I noticed that there's, you know, quite a bit of content up there still. Yeah. The blog is going well. It's just, I kind of like to write about like what I'm doing travel wise or what I'm researching or planning. And since I'm not traveling as much, I don't have a lot of like firsthand experience traveling and planning stuff right now. So it's just kind of on the light side, um, writing wise, but I hope travel picks up again soon. And I'll be back blogging like normal. So, Mark, has that stopped you from writing? <laughs> no travel? What would we, <laughs> like, I, that would be nice to write about travel. Though. That's what I was thinking. Like, it would be nice to just write about. I mean, I guess I stay on the strip now and I'm like making videos about those, but it's not the same. Like, it just would be nice to write a post about top five yeah. things to do in, you know, New York City or something like that. Just to just to do it. Yeah, I do. I have like a, a list of travel stuff that I wanted to write, like end of February, early March, like the American Airlines lounge that's, you know, kind of hidden at, at JFK and stuff like that when I did my flight to Vancouver. But it just doesn't seem like people are really interested in reading about travel right now. So we've been focusing more on the earning points and, and stuff like that because, you know, the travel stuff isn't as popular for whatever. Re- I think people are just kind of burned out on, you know, having to cancel trips and, and all that type of stuff. So. I definitely would love to to get out there and write about more travel stuff, but it is what it is right now, you know, 2020. I, bu- I did book flights to go to Vegas in October for the Circa Grand Opening with Sean, so that'll be my first post-COVID trip, I think. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't, I can't believe that, you, that, you, that I got you to book that. Well, I didn't get you to, just that you got so excited about Circa that you booked it's gonna be. I'm excited. It's going to be so horrible, though. Like, fly out early in the morning on Thursday, get to Vegas at like 11.30 Vegas time. And then I fly back out the next morning at 6 a.m. Vegas time. So it's going to be a, a whirlwind trip for sure. I'll be sleeping when you get on that plane and going back home. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep at all. You know me. No, I mean, well, what would be the point? That would be just miserable trying to sleep for a, an hour or two. Uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll sleep on the plane. So you get on the plane and then you then you crash. But no, I mean, I'm looking forward to to that. So, so on this upcoming road trip, uh, Grant, what have you done with miles and points? Are you doing um, point redemptions? What hotels are you hitting up? Yeah. Whenever people talk about like Carmel and Monterey, like everyone just instantly thinks of Ventana, Big Sur. I've actually never stayed there, but I, when I was in there, that area last time, I kind of drove up to it and checked out the local area. It looks nice. Uh, it's kind of secluded into the wilderness, but I think staying closer into like Monterey is there's more to do if you're not like want to do stuff outdoors all, all the time. So I'm staying at the Hyatt Regency Monterey, which is only 15,000 Hyatt points a night. Um, so it's a great use of a free night certificate. Um, rates have been pretty low lately, but with the Hyatt promotions, I just use points and get 25% rebate on those. That's where I like to stay. Um, another great option, there's a Hyatt Carmel Valley Ranch, which is 25,000 points. That's pretty inland. So kind of out of the way of things to do and the Carmel Hyatt Highlands is a Category 7, 30,000 points. That's kind of along PCH, a little out of the way. So I think 
it's kind of the cheapest deal and probably my favorite location is the Hyatt Regency in Monterey. There's also the uh, Intercontinental Clement in Monterey, which is right on Cannery Row. So walking distance to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Um, that can be as low as 40,000 IHG points a night. So that's the top end of the IHG free night certificate. So good use there as well. Awesome. I think the the Hyatt uh, Carmel Highlands, the one that's 30,000 points a night, I always want to stay there, but then I look at the rooms and they seem like they're pretty dated. And I guess like right now where you're getting the rebate, that'd be the perfect time to stay in some of these more expensive hotels where you're getting 25% back plus all the other beautiful things that Hyatt's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And we um, had a, like a vacation package slash timeshare deal for that hotel. And the day of check-in, we were driving down. Um, the hotel called us and said they had a big windstorm and a tree fell and kind of like took out some power in the, some of the rooms. So they had to cancel my reservation probably like oh my God. three or four hours before check-in. And they wouldn't like accommodate me at any other Hyatt hotel, like in the area. And it was a big hassle to try to get a refund. They were like, we can't give you a refund. We'll give you like a certificate, come back a different weekend. Long story short, I had to do a charge back to Chase to get them to refund that purchase. So um, the Chase Sapphire wow. customer service took care of that. So thankfully. I'm surprised like they wouldn't just put you up at a different Hyatt because, you know, they want you to go to those, uh, the sales pitches and everything. Like you could still come to the sales pitch. What does it matter? Plus, you know, they pay a reduced rate anyway, but. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. We, I ended up staying at like an embassy suites using Hilton points, not, not a great location, but it was really last minute, like on a holiday weekend. So it was kind of slim pickings, but we ended up driving to the hotel the next day and it seemed pretty much business as normal. Business like normal. So it was just kind of weird that they would like cancel the room and not really accommodate us at all. So that left a bad taste in my mouth. I wanted to talk uh, about somebody told me the other day, I don't know if it was Mark or somebody reminded me that back in the day, you were the first one that really started writing about Amex offers. That was me. Yeah, it was Mark. (laughs) And it's absolutely true. And I was like, well, we should talk about that. Obviously, we've seen them change so much. But, you know, how does it feel to be such a, you know, today, everybody writes about Amex offers. You were the trailblazer there. You were the one (laughs) one who saw the value there. I think others, I've, I've moved on to other things, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I brought that up when we met in uh, cause we met at the Chicago seminars last mm-hmm. year and I was like, Oh, I've been reading your blog for like ever, you know, cause you were the only one writing about Amex offers and you're like, yeah, and now everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to compete with the East coast bloggers. Cause I, I don't wake up at until like six or 7am, which is like middle of the day almost on the East coast. So I can't compete with you guys. <laughs> that's why that's why sean hired some east coast writers <laughs> yeah they're already well into their day before i even wake up but we make jokes we're like oh well when sean gets up he'll probably say no but it'll be too late yeah but like frequent miler and miles to memories there's slim chance i'll get to be the first one to find an offer so do you still log in every day mark like every morning to see the offers or are you just kind of no, not, I yeah. mean, that was like when Bethany used to write uh, for Miles Memories, that was like her thing. Like every Monday she would log in right away and check them. You know, if I remember on Monday or Tuesday, I'll check them because they usually load them up on Mondays, sometimes Tuesdays, but it's been like for months, it hasn't been anything. And then today it was like, I just happened to get into my Amex account and there was a ton of them. So it just worked out that way, but normally not. I know Grant's specialty now is checking out all the credit card terms. He finds all the little nuggets like mixed in there. So he always comes up with some good stuff. He was reading the tiny print with my magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
we need that, you know, because the banks are sneaky, man. They sneak all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, I think, I think that, is the worst. They always have so many terms. They kind of like they'll put in like a ton of stuff that's not really useful, and there'll be like two or three small things that are actually useful, but they're deep in the weeds. So I think the coolest story Grant has though is how he turned manufacturer spending. I guess you could call it a manufacturer spending fail into marriage, basically. You could say that, yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys know the story, but back in March of 2017, British Airways had a promotion with Match.com where you could earn 150 avios per dollar at Match.com. So I was reading a few different blog posts. I think Frequent Miler and One Mile at a Time had posts about all the different add-ons you could get. So you prepay for 12 months, you get all the add-ons, all like the special features and perks comes out to like 500 something dollars. And with the multiplier, you get about 80,000 obvious points. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be a great way to get a lot of obvious. And then I'm like, since I'm paying for it, might as well use it and see, cause I, I was single at the time. And then a month later, um, my wife, Laura, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, she messaged me <laughs> and then, uh, we started dating and then, uh, about four or five months later, the obvious still hadn't posted. So I reached out to British Airways and Match.com and they were like, talk to the other one. It's their fault. And back and forth, no one would give me an answer. So long story short, uh, Match.com just refunded my whole purchase amount. I didn't get any obvious, but I got my wife. So turned out to be a pretty good deal. You got your wife for free too. I That's know. Good. <laughs> Best deal in the world. Yes. <laughs> Mary says, as a divorce attorney, she doesn't recommend the idea of Match.com. Really? So. Maybe she got we a got, lot of those. I mean, Grant has uh, he he is a you know perfect story to counter that. Yeah, I, I mean, divorce is fifty percent any any way you look at it. So it doesn't matter where you meet them. It just that's the number. I'm but um, more more failed marriages from like Tinder versus Match and eHarmony or like I don't know if more failed marriages from Tinder. No way. <laughs> are there no. are there marriages from Tinder? No, I was just kidding. I there, think are. there are. You know, it's surprising. <laughs> um, now, I always talk about like when you're whining and dining somebody, you know, in miles and points. Like most of us have, you know, met our spouse or whatever long before we got into the game. So it's always like, oh, it'd be cool to be dating and be like, hey, do you want to go to Paris this weekend? You know, just because or whatever. So. I'm sure your your honeymoon was pretty pretty spectacular. What did you guys end up doing? So we ended up getting married in July of last year. Thankfully, we did last year and not this year. Um, so it all worked out last year. Um, and then we usually like a traditional honeymoon is after the wedding, but August is really busy for myself and for Laura. Um, she's, she's a teacher and she has to get her classroom all set up. So we did a pre-honeymoon. So we we took the honeymoon before the wedding. So we went to Tahiti and Morea in June. Everyone's like, oh, did you use miles and points? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so a, you, you use the money from Match.com that they paid you back. Basically, yeah. Um, so there's a really random airline called French B, which only has like two flights. There's like Paris to San Francisco and San Francisco to Tahiti. So San Francisco is the closest airport to us. So it was either that or United and the times worked better on French B. So we ended up um, paying for premium economy on French B both ways. And then 
we stayed on Morea for five nights. So we stayed at the Intercontinental Morea, which I think has recently closed, which is sad to hear. But they didn't have any award space in terms of points or if I could use a free night certificate. So I ended up paying cash for the like standard overwater bungalow. And because of my IHG platinum status, I was able to get a free upgrade to a premium overwater bungalow, which is kind of like the top of the line. It was awesome. Probably our, our favorite vacation together. See, there you go. Travel hacking came in handy. The the status got you something. So there you go. There you <laughs> the forty nine go. status. <laughs> yeah, I, I earned a lot of points, and I'm IHG Spire, which I wasn't going to use this year, but because of the coronavirus, got to spend it another year. So maybe I'll actually use it. Now, did you, um, when you guys first started dating, did she know you were into miles and points and all that? And then did you like do any like extravagant like trip early on, trying to like wine and dine her at all? Um, I, cause with match.com, you can kind of message back and forth. And I think early on, I told her I write travel with Grant and then she looked it up. She's like, Oh, this guy's legit. He has a real blog. He's not. not <laughs> did you, did you show her the t-shirt? I think I probably did. Yeah. I'm not wearing it today, but, uh, I've got a few in my closet somewhere. Um, but in terms of whining and dining, the first year we were together, um, we did a lot of domestic trips. So just Vegas, Denver, Orange County, just little short weekend trips. Um, but um, like a year and a half after we were dating, we went to Europe. Uh, so we flew into Athens, Greece, taking Turkish Airlines business class, which is, I told her like, this trip is going to spoil you and you're never going to want to fly anything other than business class. And it it's true. She's always like, go somewhere, go somewhere nice. Um, and then you're like, when we get married, when we get married, we're going to have a companion pass and we're going to go Southwest everywhere. Just so you know, she has is- a Southwest companion pass. Cause, uh, there was a deal with chase. If you're in California, you get the Southwest card, you do one purchase and you get a companion pass. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was really easy and came in handy. Yeah. Did you ask her like, Hey, what's your 524 status when you guys were dating? <laughs> I think I did. I, I had to explain what that meant. <laughs> took a little of time to kind of explain but i think at the time she was probably like 124 i was like that's a good that's good to hear Done. here's He's the like ring impressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and then i proposed and then like every, every week after we were dating i was like get this card this is the one card you need to get and then every week it would be a different card so i would lose my credibility real quick of which card to get so how um back to travel with grant like what what got you started into blogging or or what kind of sparked you into starting to the website? Um, I think it was back in 2011. I was trying to do some research to figure out how to save money when I was shopping online. And I stumbled onto a frequent miler post where he talked about like shopping portals, stacking like gift card deals and credit card rewards. And then I think after that, I spent like a week just trying to read as much as I could. And uh, I started reading like the points guy, million mile secrets, frugal travel guy. I don't read those last three as much as I used to, but I think that was in 2011. And then I went to the frequent traveler university at at LAX in December of 2011 or 2012. And that was like the first time I ever was around travel obsessed people. And I felt a little nervous, but I felt like I fit in really well there. And then um, fast forward to May, 2013, that's when I started travel with Grant. And uh, I was trying to think of uh, a blog name because I'm like, okay, it has to be like 
good so people can remember it and not too long where it's kind of confusing or hard to remember the spelling. The runner-up for Travel with Grant was grantstrips.com. But the way you type it, it looks like grantstrips.com. And I didn't want to get... There you go. I don't want to give people the wrong or uh, let people down. So I went with Travel with Grant. Sean, did you have any uh, porn site names before you before you settled on Miles to Memories? Oh, you put me on the spot here, Mark. <laughs> if only I had a couple more minutes to think of that, <laughs> I could have probably come up with some. No, you I know. Uh, you know that 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 kind of brings up something. Um, I was driving. I went golfing yesterday, and I was driving down the highway, and I saw this billboard, and I actually took a picture of it because I was like, "Oh, that." That sounds interesting. I'm going to look it up. And it says, I hate Steven Singer. And that's just this big billboard. And that's all it says. And it says, I hate Steven Singer.com. And I was like, oh, man, that like this has got to be something juicy. Like somebody cheated. You know, this guy cheated on this other guy's wife. So he made this whole billboard and website about it. And it's a uh, jewelry store. And the story is like one guy, you know, he bought the engagement ring and then he bought a 10 year anniversary ring. And then they brought in the baby that they made at the 10 year anniversary. And the guy's like, I hate you, man, because I have this baby now and I don't sleep or whatever. And I was like, that is the weirdest (laughs) promotional thing I can ever think of. I don't know. I was I was sadly disappointed. I expected way better. That is very, I feel very bad for the for the baby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they made up the story. They had to have. Like, what a random, uh, I was what like, random? oh, yes, this is going to be so juicy, like TMZ type stuff. Was oh. the baby Steven Singer or is someone else Steven no, Singer? No. Steven so Singer just a promotional. is the, This is just an ad, right? Yeah, Steven Singer is the guy that owns the jewelry store. Ah, okay. So this guy came in. They're like, hey, you know, you were part of this baby because we made it after the guy bought me jewelry or whatever. And yeah. he's like, I don't ever sleep. I hate you. I don't know. Completely random. It was like, I don't know. So bizarre. fast forward, fast forward to a few weeks from now, Mark's gonna suddenly find himself in that store buying something, and then we'll know that the ad worked. <laughs> oh, so weird. But yeah. The so one okay. last thing All I right. want to talk before we get into the one topic we have, the one main topic we have for today is I know that I also see you almost every year. We talked about seeing each other in Chicago last year. I see you at the Chicago seminars uh, quite often, and. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the community. I know with our diamond community here, we're trying to build that and events. And I know, you know, Chicago seminars and other events sort of exist. How big has, you know, being a part of the community and networking and going to these conferences and events, how big has that been for your kind of travel hacking game over the years? Um, what? So I, I grew up in Orange County, so Southern California. And I used to do travel with grant meetups uh, in and out, like probably like, I don't know, five, six times a year. And it was great talking to like local people. Everyone would just drive in, get a burger, fries, milkshake. Um, and we would just talk for two or three hours about like travel deals, uh, manufactured spending, different credit card rewards. So it was it was great to talk to people face to face. And the time flies when you're talking to people that actually understand what you're talking about and appreciate all like the nitty gritty details. So when I moved up to the barrier, I didn't do that as often, unfortunately, but I still try to make it out to the frequent traveler university events throughout the country. And I always try to make it out to the Chicago seminars, which is usually in October. I think the Chicago seminar is probably my favorite because it 
it's like the best deal. I think it's like the cheapest to attend and it has like the most events. And I think it's one of the larger ones. Um, and I see a lot of people every year at those type of conferences and I'm not so great with names. So people come up to me and they're like, Hey Grant, how's it going? And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't remember your name or what we talked about, but good to see you. Um, so it's, it's, it's great to talk to people and see each other and catch up and kind of build these relationships. Cause it's, it's hard to be by yourself all the time and not be able to talk about travel stuff with other people. I'm glad I'm not the only person who never remembers people's names. I then tend to remember people's faces and having conversations with them. So I'm good with that. But you know, they'll be like coming up like, Hey, I, I know you. I've, you know, I don't know your name. I've seen you a million times. Facebook helps that a little bit. Like if I correspond with them on Facebook or I see them on Facebook or their picture, but yeah, it's hard. I'm not good with, uh, with names and yeah. And- Usually they'll say, oh, my name is this, or I commented on this post, or I emailed you like two weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, that kind of refreshes my memory a little bit. But yeah, it's hard to remember everybody year after year. So and I, so out of all your experiences at the Chicago seminars, was your dinner last year where you really met Mark and, and <laughs> got to experience the full of what Mark is? Was that one of your most memorable Chicago seminars? Experiences? Yeah, I met Mark. I don't remember if Mark met me. He, he was a <laughs> Um, we, we went out to a deep dish pizza, a famous place, uh, Lou Alma Naughty in Chicago, um, shared a deep dish pizza with probably like, uh, eight to 10 other people, um, had a couple of beers and I, do we get custard afterwards? Is that how the night unfolded or is that a different trip? I don't think so. That I don't think we got custard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause we, we ended I ended up, uh, it was, uh, Bethany and, uh, travel fanboy were doing a presentation on uh vegas stuff and i walked in at like kind of late i'm usually late to things so i walked in a little bit late and stood in the back wall and grant was sitting right there and i looked over and i was like oh you're grant i've been reading your stuff for years and like, <laughs> i was like let's go to dinner <laughs> that was yeah, fun I, I always try to sneak into the rooms and stand in the back uh just to kind of see what's going on and not make too much uh I don't know, distract everybody else. So, so it was nice talking to you, Mark, that day. He's, he's trying to, he's, he says, I don't want my celebrity to, oh, to ruin other people's presentation. So I try to sneak in. So everybody's like, oh, Grant's here. <laughs> I, I wish it was like that, but yeah, I think one or two people recognize me. If you don't the want next- to be recognized, you want to stay kind of incognito. You shouldn't be with Mark because being in the same room as him, people are just going to be staring straight at you and you're going to be like, yeah, I also wear my Travel uh, with Grant shirt everywhere I go in the Chicago seminar, so kind of hard yeah. for people not to spot me. So, <laughs> no, it's funny because uh, Sean had a presentation the next morning, and I walked in like three or four minutes after it started, you know, because I went to bed a little bit late. So I I stroll in, and as I'm walking in, everybody starts clapping, like they're just like the whole room's clapping. And I sit down, and Sean looks at me, and he's like, "I hope you know that's not for you." <laughs> He taught it's like he was waiting at the door until there was an applause line so he could walk in and try to make his entrance. <laughs> I opened the door, I walked straight to the seat, and they were just clapping as like it happened at the exact same moment. He's like, and I knew it was gonna go to his you. head. I knew it was gonna go to his head, so I'm like <laughs> I was like, wow, this is bad timing. That's what I thought. Now, anybody who knows Mark knows he likes to give me a hard time, and I saw like my one opportunity in life to do it to him, and I took it. He no, stopped his whole presentation. He looked at me. He's like, that wasn't for you. <laughs> and I do it again. 
So we do have one main topic we wanted to talk about too. I think we have a lot of great information just in that exchange and, and different kind of interesting tidbits about uh, about this stuff. But I wanted to talk about this article Benji had on the site this week about how he's saving $6,000 this year with uh, everyday rewards or basically with credits and different things that the credit cards are offering for groceries, for streaming, for that kind of stuff. Um, I know you guys both had a chance to hopefully check that out. And I think it's important to kind of break down the math of this because I don't know that I realized how much, I mean, I guess I did on some level how many credits I was getting and all that. And in some cases we're paying annual fees, obviously, but it was nice to see how it was all broken down and give me a better idea of the value I'm getting too. We, I think we do it for each individual card. We're like, hey, the MX Platinum gives me, you know, the wireless credits, the the phone line credit, the travel credit, all that stuff. So I think we look at, we tend to look in the, you know, small scope and we're, we're focused on, does this card pay me enough to get it? Like the Aspire card pays you to keep it. That's great. And I think Benji did an interesting job where he broke down like every single credit he has from all his different cards. Like he has four different Amex gold cards. So he has a hundred K and in grocery four times spend. Well, that also means he has $40 a month in individual $10 food credits. You know, you don't really think about that. You think about individual credit cards. So I thought that was interesting, but I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about like, you know, this got me thinking, what stuff do we do in the everyday life that saves us money? And I actually had dinner with a, you know, a friend, Tim, who's in the Detroit area that comes to the meetups and stuff. And he's like, oh, you know, I go to, I, I used to go to Walgreens and would buy a, you know, something that's $8 that I had an $8 off coupon and it gives me $8 towards my next purchase. So I'm basically just buying this stuff to get credits towards future purchases. And we have like the Meyer M perks deals around here that you buy $500 in gift cards, you get $50 in store credit. So there's all these different things we do. And I think everybody does it to some extent, even people that aren't in the travel realm, you know, like maxing out Ulta, Ulta rewards for, for makeup that women buy and stuff like that. Like everybody has their little niche that they focus on, but I was kind of curious to hear what you guys, you know, what's your, area that you focus on or, or ways to save money for your everyday spend? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, over the years, it's been more about my life has sort of shifted to where I, I think more in terms of buying stuff for profit because of the reselling side. And then I focus less on every little nickel and dime on the personal side, because at some point you only have so much bandwidth in your brain. And so I've spent the amount of time I would find max learning to maximize Walgreens rewards or something. I'm using that to maximize other programs where I'm able to leverage them to, to make money. If that makes now, sense. A que- yeah. A question for you. Um, when you're doing the reselling and you're buying, like, let's say you're buying an iPad to resell or a, a Nintendo switch. Do you calculate the store rewards into your, your profit margin or is that kind of like surplus? So I guess I would say like your Best Buy rewards, let's say if you're buying a lot of merchandise from Best Buy to resell, your Best Buy rewards would be kind of like a way that it can save you on your personal purchases if you're not including that in your calculations. Yeah, I use rewards for personal use because they're kind of a a, a rebate on that, just kind of like I use miles and points to travel. It's all kind of gray though, because even when I use miles and points to travel, I could, most of my travel is business related because of the blog. So I could write it off, but then if I use miles and points, I can't because I'm not paying for it. So there's always those uh, types of things. So, but generally rewards, I'm not counting that in. So I want to make a real profit on something if I'm going to do it. 
and rewards aren't enough. So I don't count the credit card rewards or the store rewards in saying, okay, well, I got this many Best Buy rewards. I got this many points. That's going to add 10% to my profit margin. I just don't do that. I look at what the actual cost of the item is versus selling more like a traditional business. But the great thing is that you do get those ancillary benefits where you're earning rewards that you can then use for other things. And, you know, I've done that recently with Best Buy rewards, reselling Best Buy gift cards, picking up some Best Buy rewards by buying them at Best Buy and, you know, buying stuff, buying some electronic kind of uh, toys and stuff that I that I want for myself with that. So that's that's always fun. But, yeah, I don't I haven't been getting as much into the programs. I will say, though, Safeway Rewards is a program that I'm very much into uh, because I've I can buy gift cards. I can earn uh, rewards that I can then use for groceries instead of having to use them for fuel. So I've really kind of dug into that. And that's a very kind of a personal way that I'm saving on my groceries by reselling gift cards. But actually, I'm getting hundreds of dollars in free groceries a month. And so that's that's kind of a cool way. Kroger needs that. Kroger needs to roll yes, that out over yes, here. Yes, they do. <laughs> How about you, Grant? This is your chance to pump your day job. <laughs> um, so I kind of try to use like whatever the restaurant or the store's app is like when I'm buying. So like if I'm going to Starbucks or Pete's coffee, I'll make sure I go through those. So I get some credit towards a free drink. Um, I try to enter my phone number or Laura's phone number when we buy stuff at a store that has some kind of loyalty program. Like those are kind of like, I don't really pay much attention to it. It's just kind of one extra step that I remember to do. Um, when I'm shopping online, I always try to go through Rakuten.com, get that cash back. Um, so that comes in handy for some large online purchases. Um, but going back to what we were talking earlier, um, I try to focus more on like their credit card, like the monthly travel credits or dining or other credits. So I have like a little notepad file on my computer that says like every month, like spent, I have the Amex business platinum. So it's $20 a month at wireless providers and shipping. Uh, I sell stuff on eBay. So shipping credit is easy to use. Um, if I'm shipping UPS or post office packages, and then I just pay $20 a month towards AT&T to offset that credit. Um, but I, yeah, I don't look, really look at like the, I just make sure I do everything every month. So I don't like miss out on any of these free credits, but I don't look at it very closely until like when the annual fee posts, then I kind of evaluate how much value I got out of it versus the annual fee. And see if I'm going to call for the retention offer, if I'm really going to keep the card no matter what they say, or if I'm kind of dead set on closing it no matter what, unless they're totally waiving the annual fee. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I think it's interesting just you talk about just kind of the everyday rewards programs for Starbucks or whatever, and you're just using them without paying too much attention, but you're just making sure you you use them. I wonder if perhaps just because we've spent so many years, all three of us, breaking down rewards programs, trying to find deals that just we can naturally kind of exist in these rewards programs and maximize them without having to do too much effort to learn them. You know, some of the more yeah, it's kind basic of low, low hanging fruit. Which you yeah. don't think about it. You just know oh, I'm going to Starbucks. I'll use the app or I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to make sure I put my phone number in like. It's just you do it so often that you don't really even have to remember to do it. Just automatic. Yvonne, Yvonne in the live chat says people used to laugh at me for having four platinum cards. Guess who's laughing now? <laughs> that is true, man. Those credits uh, this year has has made basically every platinum card 
profitable. So I'm sure they had a whole bunch of slew of signups. I know I signed up for the um, the, the Schwab Platinum. You know, I always wanted one. So I, I have the option to cash out membership rewards at 1.25 cents. But with the credits, it was like a no brainer. Even if you had a regular Platinum signing up for the Schwab paid for itself because of the credits and then the 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 travel credits, the airline incidentals, plus the sacks and Uber and all that stuff and the 60,000 points. It's like, this is the year to get a platinum card if you don't have one. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do next year because like they have to do something. And they Otherwise, it's like dropping off a cliff, like no rewards. So I'm, I'm hoping they do something good next year too. They'll just ban everybody. Start shutting down people. <laughs> so all hey. the yeah. But I mean, that it's a good point though. Like it's nice that we have all these credits now, but it's also a lot more complicated because we're paying annual fees on these cards. And to your point, Grant, uh, if we're not going back and making sure that we're hitting all the credits or being organized to make sure that we remember to spend uh, the money. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's just, you say you have like a notepad. I don't have anything. And I have been thinking about this, that I should create a spreadsheet, just go through every card I have, like a, a spreadsheet that I just, you know, once a month I can go right down the list and say, okay, I use this card for this, this card for this, this card for this. I sort of, I have a spreadsheet with all my cards, but I don't have a dedicated spreadsheet to all the credits. And I'm thinking I might, need to do that now because it's gotten to the point where it's so complicated and I have so many credits for so many cards trying to keep it straight in my head is kind of crazy. So, you know, there's this guy named Mark who writes for a website called miles to memories that every month he posts an article as a reminder of all the credits and he lists them all and yeah, what I you know. should you have used. <laughs> I know that. Well, no, it's funny. You always give me a hard time. I'm just, so you always give me a hard time. Cool listening can't see this, but I'm patting myself on the back. You deserve a pat on the back. But I mean, my confession is like most every month I'm at like the with a couple days to go in the month, I'm rushing to hit all these these credits. Oh, yeah. This month, I was really proud of myself. I did it at the beginning of the of the month. Yeah, I That's like people that. with the airline incidental credits. Like how many people rush in the end of December to try to to figure out a way to use the airline incidental credits where I'm the opposite, like January 1st. I am using those. Yeah, January uh, so it's funny. Charge post, January second, the statement credit post, and you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. Yep, exactly. Goals, life goal. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do it this year, January first. I'm gonna do it. I have actually done my travel credits for this year. I didn't do them in January first, but then I think Mark got in my head at some point earlier, in, early in the year, and I did them. So I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, I just think that. This article really kind of opened my eyes. Okay, we have so many different credits in so many different parts of our lives now. And we saw with Chase recently even adding, you know, like the Freedom Unlimited, they added, you know, new categories like the drugstore. I still like have to get that in my head. Oh, Freedom Unlimited 3% drugstore. Things are changing so quickly. You know, you would think it, things would be more simple now, but I just feel like everything's a little bit more complicated. And the benefit of that, of being kind of plugged into this space is with when things get more complicated, if you pay attention, you generally can benefit more than other people because most people just, there's got to be tons of breakage with these credits. Most people probably aren't cashing them in. And if everybody cashed them in, they weren't, wouldn't be as generous. That's, that's sort of my, my view on it. Yeah. Breakage is huge. Yeah. That's kind of like why they like the airlines offer like toasters and stuff for your miles. Cause like if everyone redeemed for first and business class, the airline would go out of business or not offer it. So you got to have people that redeem stuff for not optimal uses. Thank you, people that get toasters. Thank you. Yes, thank you, everybody who gets toasters <laughs> and magazines uh, and newspaper subscriptions. Yeah, man, magazines—that's like the worst, man. It's like so worthless. Unless you, unless you have Spirit Miles, then it's the best redemption you can get. <laughs> then it's everything. <laughs>
that, that or the uh, flight on a Tuesday at 2 a.m. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to rapid fires. Mark, do you have uh, one to start us off with? Ryan had a post that uh, posted today about uh, how World of Hyatt customer service helped him when the website couldn't. Um, you know, some hotels will block a weekend night or you can only book it if you book like two or three nights. And he wanted to do for the Brand Explorer, which we talked about rest, last episode, he wanted to do a couple nights in his name and a night in his wife's name. So he reached out to them um, and, you know, their Twitter team's really good so they can help you out there. So if, if the website isn't letting you do something, it's just a reminder, no matter what program it is, reach out to them, you know, via social media or whatever. And a lot of times they can usually work around whatever you're coming up against. How about you, Sean? Uh, mine is the Amex offers for hotels. Like there's a ton of new offers for all kinds of different hotels. And we did a full roundup uh, of it. So uh, check that out. DDG did a great job. Radisson, Doubletree, Hilton, all kinds of uh, different offers. And FHR, right big there. one from FHR. Yeah. yeah, $150 credit with $800 spend with Amex uh, Fine Hotels and Resorts. So we'll put a link in the show notes and you can kind of check out every single offer that's available and check your American Express cards to see what goodies you have. And Grant, do you have a, do you have a rapid fire? So- I haven't contacted Southwest Airlines recently on Twitter, but every time I've ever needed help, they're always really quick to help and they they make it happen. So I don't know if it's because Brent. I'm a blogger or if they just love me, but they, no. they get a like, pass. I started up a Twitter account just so I could message companies to complain about stuff or get stuff figured out. And look at me now. I'm up to like 200 followers, man. I'm, I'm killing it. It's all about the username Detroit. Mark. Just to make just to make uh, complaints, and now I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a used definition of celebrity, but okay. <laughs> um, one of my recent articles was about Delta award tickets, and um, Delta canceled the ticket on me, and I had to contact them to get a refund of the Delta Sky Miles and the taxes and fees, and I assumed incorrectly that. The, the miles and points and cash would just get refunded back to me automatically. But after waiting two weeks, I called up Delta and they're like, oh, thanks for calling us. We'll process that now that now for you. And the miles get refunded right away and the taxes and fees take like 45 days. So a lot of these airlines are really quick to re, uh, redeposit the miles, but really slow to give you your taxes and fees back. So you can see where their priorities lie. All right. Yeah, we'll put a link to the article <laughs> money, in, money. in the show notes too. And yeah, exactly. When it's cash money, they don't want to give it to you. They, they keep it in when it's funny money, like miles and points. Yeah, they'll give it to you. But all right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Grant. Uh, this has been like an amazing show. We've gone a little bit long on time, but where can people find you during the week uh, when they are not listening to this podcast? You can find me at travelwithgrant.com or on Twitter at travelwithgrant. Those are where you can find me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How about you, Mark? It's nice not to have Joe here in his forty-seven, yes, 40. <laughs> uh, his his forty-seven podcast he plugs. Well, at the end here, Grant just concise. I love yeah. it. You can be Twitter follower number two hundred one at Detroit Mark on Twitter. Email me Mark at Miles to Memories uh, dot com or comment on any of the articles. Join the Facebook group. I'm in there all the time. Plenty of ways to get a hold of me if you if you so choose to. How about you, Sean? Yeah, you can find us, of course, milestomemories.com, where we have 40, 50 articles a week. We have our Diamond Patreon group, uh, weekly bonus content for them, and we have Discord and Facebook communities for them. 
And you can find out more information about that at milestomemories.com forward slash diamond. And then the YouTube channel has been a lot of fun lately. That's growing kind of like crazy. Celebrity. Celebrity. Giveaways there. YouTube.com forward slash miles to memories. If you're interested in Vegas, that's Vegas videos there. So uh, thank, and thank you to Joe Chung, who is not here this week, but he is editing this show. So thank him for that. He doesn't actually get the whole week off. We're almost right. He said, keep it under 55 minutes. We're right on it, Joe. So you're welcome. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much uh, for listening. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.